Have you been debating on whether or not to sign up for a trade show? Sometimes we as photographers can be so desperate to get our business out there, we want to do everything we can. This can also be very overwhelming and we don't know where to start. Lucky for you, I'm sharing my recent experience. Welcome to episode number 10, Should You Do a Bridal Show? Grab your cup of coffee and let's talk business strategy. You're listening to the Cameras and Coffee Podcast with Kara Haynes, a light and airy conversation about everyday life so you can listen and learn from entrepreneurs. Here's your host, photographer, educator, and mentor, Kara Haynes. This episode is brought to you by Flowdesk. Flowdesk is a digital marketing service provider that's built for creators by creators. You can use it to design and send on-brand marketing emails, create high converting sales and checkout pages, publish opt-in forms to grow your list and build powerful email automations. When you sign up for a free trial of Flowdesk, you'll get 30 days of unrestricted access to everything that Flowdesk has to offer no credit card required. Take your time to try it out and make sure it works for you before subscribing. Flowdesk is what I use for my email list. So that means when you decide it's right for you, use code Kara Haynes credit and get 50% off your first year. So you're wondering if you should do a bridal show. Well, I'm here to tell you there is no right or wrong answer for that. All I can tell you is you won't know until you try one. When looking, you'll want to make sure to choose an event available to the areas you want to reach. In today's episode, we're talking about my experience. Even though this isn't the first time I've done one or done a trade show, it's the first time I've done one as a wedding photographer. And today I'm sharing my experience and I'm going to debrief that experience with you. So just a little disclaimer, I'm no expert, but I can only share what I went through and how it was for me. So that's what we're doing today. So why did I pick the show that I did? Well, it is the center of our city, which is Grand Rapids. So it was taking place in the middle of Grand Rapids. I knew it would have a lot of foot traffic and this specific event had a lot of ads and would have them leading up to the show and they do it all year. Um, It also was the week right after when most couples get engaged, known as engagement week, which means it took place in the first weekend of January. And there was a cost or a buy-in for people to come to it. So brides got in free, but everyone else would have to pay to come in and check out the vendor. So you knew they weren't there just for the free samples. Well, probably were, but at least there was buy-in. So these are the things that made me a little nervous going into it. So this was my first time doing this as a wedding photographer. Like I said, I've done it for other things. I used to work for organizations where we did trade shows, but this was the first time I did it for my own business and for wedding photography. There was also a lot of photographers there as well, which kind of was disheartening going into it. But the biggest thing is I just needed to remember that I am the only me and I'm the only one that can do my business the way I do business. Yeah, I offer a lot of similar services, but I had to keep in mind that people were looking for a photographer with my personality and me and who I am. So that was something I had to think about going into it. And I was so worried I wasn't going to attract anyone and I feared that I wouldn't get any leads. But just a spoiler, I did. So let's kind of talk through that. So here are some of the things I did right. So the first thing to think about is I created a hook magnet 
And what that means is I created a free mini guide. Um, it was like six pages front and back, eight and a half by 11 in size. I printed it through MagCloud. So if you've ever, if you've never heard of that before, I actually created this in Canva and then printed it or exported it and then printed it through MagCloud. So I think it came out to like $2 a copy. But in this guide, I talked about things that are important to know. Um, the main title was what most brides find out too late, which is something that is kind of a hook magnet right there. People don't want to know that they're missing something. Um, and then I also include stuff about um, what to expect in the wedding day that you might not know about wedding photography. Couples are hungry for this information. And when they're just engaged, they don't know what they need to do or where to start. And so um, this was just something to create as a small resource um, for couples to find out what they need to know about their photography, whether they booked with me or not. This was something I was using to get them on my email list. What I did was I created a QR code and printed it, I think on an 11, 12, 8 by 10. That's what it was. An 8 by 10 picture in a frame kind of went along with the photographer theme there. And it had a QR code and it just said on there, get my free guide by registering with this QR code. And then I also had it for something else, which I'm going to explain in a minute. Um, so it had two pages um, that in the beginning of this book, um, it also had information about me specifically. So that was really key is I didn't want it to just be something they could take away for any photographer. I wanted it to pertain to my photography too. So yeah, I was telling them it's stuff they need to know for photography. And when I was talking with them in the booth, I said, these are things you want to know going into your wedding, especially the timeline throughout your day, which I'm including in here, absolutely free. All you have to do is give me your email and you can know how long it takes for certain types of pictures throughout your wedding day. Like, yeah, that was probably when everyone started grabbing or like registering was when I would get to that part of what that was in that magazine. Um, and then the back of the magazine also had a professional headshot of me with all my contact information. So I just wanted to make sure I stayed in the forefront of their mind. I also was offering a freebie in my booth, which this I think is what drew people in. And then they signed up when they knew about my um, guide that I was giving out. So the freebie I was doing was I was offering a free wedding album with their collection if they booked me within that month. So I had like a little business card that had that information as well. Um, it also was in the email. So when they registered, it would tell them. But sometimes I found people just grabbing those business cards and then moving on. So yeah, that was something that was in there. And then the album that they would receive, I had an example of that on the table for them to look through. So they could feel it, touch it, um, look through the quality of what that was. And I kept finding that people would come back and say, oh, this is that album. This was the nicest one I saw here today. This is this is probably what we would want. And so it was interesting just to just to kind of hear the little things that people were saying. Um, so yeah, if you didn't catch my last episode, I think it was episode eight, where I talk about email lists, go back and listen to that one. 
and you'll kind of understand this a little bit more, but I'm going to kind of talk about that email list that I set up ahead of time because honestly, you put all this money, I put all this money into this. I really wanted to walk away with people that were going to come with me in this. So I had to think of a way to continue the relationship post bridal show, not just get me in their mind and then not afterwards. So in that email list, I would have them scan that QR code and then I would give them that free guide. And then I also told them when they scan that QR code, they would get additional information about the free wedding album. So not only did they get the physical copies, they were getting digital copies when they did that as well. And so I would tell them that because I said, you're going to collect a lot of information. I mean, when they come into these shows, they get like a bag of stuff already and then they're collecting stuff from each booth. So I really wanted them to know like, yeah, when I send you an email, I'm going to include that too. So that just kind of visually connects the two again. So not only did they talk with me in my booth, but then when they go home and they see that email, they'll see, oh, that's the person that gave me this guide. And then in my email, I also create a workflow in there from my email list and it spans about three weeks because again, I want to stay in the forefront of their minds. So the email gives them that free guide, like I had said. So that's in the first email. It talks about the free album and the free guide. Um, It allows them to contact me directly with their wedding date and hear more about my pricing and what I offer. And then it also had a photo of me in my booth so they can remember who they talked to. The second email that goes out, I think I did a couple days after that. So that first email they get immediately when they register. The second email has galleries of weddings I've done in the past. So they can look at my work, see what a gallery looks like and what's included in that, which is huge. And then again, a link that shows them how to get in contact with me. And then the third email talks about the free album and when it expires so that they can think, oh, okay, this is the person offering the free album. It's going to expire. And then I send a reminder about a week before the expiration so they can get in contact with me before that happens. And then all of these emails include my Instagram feed at the bottom with a couple images and says, come follow me. So that's always really nice because then they can find more information on me on the web. Not to mention a lot of these couples that are coming through because it's so close to engagement week are not necessarily ready to book a photographer right away. A lot of times they don't even have their wedding dates yet. So kind of giving them that information and then staying in the forefront of their minds means that when it comes time to when they're looking for a photographer, they're going to remember that I was there and who they talked to. So when they're getting these emails three weeks after, that might be when they're ready to book a photographer and they're going to remember, oh yeah, that's her. I also schedule social media posts to go out prior and after the event that are heavy on engagement photos and then start to focus on weddings because you got to think about the fact that all these people are getting engaged and that's what they're excited about. They're excited about getting their engagement photos right away and then they want to start thinking about their wedding. Lastly, something I think I did right, which I was a little mixed on, but I was desperate because I needed help. But I invited some past brides of mine from the last year to come work the show with me in exchange for a free session. And I had a couple do it. This was probably one of the most valuable things I found at the show because who better to talk to future clients than ones I've already had and can share their experience. And it was so humbling to listen to them talk to potential bride and grooms 
about what they love. And then they got to show them their own wedding galleries. And it's just fun listening to them talk about what they loved about their wedding photography. So now that we've talked about everything that I did right, let's kind of talk about things that I would do differently now going forward if I were to ever do this again. Um, something to think about was when I originally set up my booth, I set it up in like a U shape. So I had, um, it's, that's kind of how they do it. They have like side um, bars with like drape and then they have the back. And so when you came in to the left, there was like an eight foot table with all my stuff. And then right to the back of my booth, I had a comfy couch and then two chairs. So like you could walk in the booth and either walk in a U shape or sit down. And I thought that was really inviting. But then when I found um, throughout the first hour of this trade show, nobody was coming into my booth. They were coming to talk to me, but then wouldn't step into the booth, which was really weird. Um, and I just kind of realized like the body language and things that were happening. I was like, okay, well, let's move the table. I actually said to someone, I think tomorrow I'm going to move this table. And my sister was helping me and she goes, why don't we just do it now? And so that's what we did. And so we moved it. And what I did was had it like right near the aisle where people were walking and then put two chairs behind it. And we sat at that table and I found people walking up to the table more than they were walking into my booth, um, which makes sense. But it was just, I guess, more inviting for people to just come and browse things. I feel like people just wanted a way, an easy way out, I guess. They didn't want to feel like they were trapped in my booth. Um, so that might have been and this is all speculation, but I think that was a lot of what that was. Um, and since I did an email list, I also learned my first mistake of that first night is I had my link in my email set up to do a double opt-in. And if you don't know what that means, it means when they scan the QR code to sign up under my email list, they would give me their information so they could receive that free guide. And then it would go to their email and ask if they wanted to accept the invite to that list. And instead of just automatically putting them on the list by just submitting. And I found that I lost 25 contacts that didn't end up going into their email and saying, yes, I did mean to go in and sign up for this list. So that was 25 people that I lost and I was really sad about it. But luckily I fixed it for the next day. So I ended up having, I think, 60 people opting in overall, which could have been about 90 all said and done. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a missed, a missed opportunity that I wish I would have known ahead of time. So just keep that in mind if you're doing email lists and wondering. Usually I like the double opt-in, but not at something like this. Um, and then also I spent a lot of money on my backdrop. I did like that boxed wood look that's really in where it was like draping from pipe and drape. And then I hung my photos from that. Um, I'll post a picture of it in the show notes so you can see on my website. But um, I just, I, I noticed I put a lot of money into that and I don't even think it really mattered. People just wanted to know I was a photographer, which just a little something to think about is there were some vendors that didn't. And even when I was going through, I'm like, who are you guys? Who were you with? And that's just something to think about. Have your logo huge or at least something that says what you are. And um, I could have just put two large images on something like 
I think that's what made the difference was people remember the images they see and they remember seeing you, which is why I put a picture of me in that first email that goes out to them. These images just make a difference and there's lots of photographers there. And one of the things that I noticed with a lot of these photographer booths, we're very proud of our work and we really like to showcase that. And some of these photographers I know had tons and tons and tons of images within their booth, which is very overwhelming. Also, if you're not very consistent with your work, it will show in those moments. I was very minimal and I had, I think, three images posted on my big back wall. And then I had images in the wedding album. And then I was flipping through images on iPads. So just keep in mind, limit images. Um, Print like something that is the most amazing image that you think it is that's going to remind people of what you photographed. Because if you include that image in your email as well, that's what they're going to remember going back. And always, you can always go bigger with an image. I think I did 16 by 20s. I probably could have print them even bigger than that. Because you know what? People remember the image they saw and bigger is always better with photography. I also wish I would have included an image of the album in my emails because people kept coming up and saying, oh, this is the album I remembered that I really liked out of all the albums they were looking at. I think there were like eight other photographers there. Um, So that's something I kept hearing as well. And I do notice sometimes I can be really long winded and I wish I would have brought something to soothe my throat in my, in my booth. It sounds really funny, but I was drinking lots of water, which meant I had to go to the bathroom quite a bit. But also if I would have had something like candy to suck on to soothe my throat, that would have been really nice. It felt like I had just gone to a concert and was screaming all day long. It's just the constant repeating yourself talking. And then there was DJs and rentals and things that were all playing music. So it was kind of loud in there and I felt like I was yelling. And also the best thing that I found was when I switched my booth around and sat in those two chairs. We had two chairs in the booth. The first night my legs were killing me from standing for, I think it was four hours the first night. And then the next day was about eight hours and standing those three hours were killing my legs. Cause I think the last hour I was sitting in chairs. Um, but when I was sitting most of the time the next day, that was amazing. I went home and my legs were completely fine. Lastly, I wish I would have had two iPads instead of one and two albums on my table because I found when people were walking up, they were talking to me and the other person that was at my booth with me. And so we could catch two different couples at a time or people that were listening in could be on each side of the table. And it would have been nice to have another wedding album for them to like browse through instead of waiting for the other person to finish. And when I had two brides there at the same time from years past, it would have been nice to have them both scrolling through their own albums to show. I think that would have, or galleries, it would have been really nice. Um, And then something else to think about, this was not me, but I did find that other vendors were super aggressive and they were ready to pounce on anyone that walked by. Um, This bridal show had pins for the couples to wear. So each one would have one that said bride or one would would say groom, which was super nice because then you knew who the primary person was to talk to. Um, 
And what I would do when people would walk by is I would say, hey, have you found a photographer yet? And if they walked up to gather more information, that was my cue to, okay, let's start talking. A lot of times too, I would ask that because people didn't realize I was a photographer. There's just so much to look at, even though it just says Kara Haynes photography, that doesn't always mean that it registers. And um, my sister was helping me and she was walking through some of the aisles and she's like, oh my gosh, it's like I am a small fish in a pond of sharks just attacking me walking through. She's like, I'm not even wearing a pin that I'm a bride and people are pouncing on me asking me or telling me about their services and I didn't even ask. So it can be very aggressive. And so having a demeanor that is not that way sometimes is attractive as well. So as we get to the end of this episode, I just want to share with you some of the direct messages I got from potential brides on my Instagram following the night of the bridal show. Um, They receive a link to my Instagram in those emails. And so I found a couple of them just chiming in and direct messaging me. And I just wanted to share some of the things that they said that I found encouraging and maybe you'll find encouraging too. So one bride said, great meeting you at the bridal show. Out of all the photographers I met today, you stood out the most. The book you created was so very helpful as well. So that was one of them. And then the other one that I got that same night says, hey, I just wanted to say I was super grateful to have met you today at the bridal show. My mom on the way home was talking and she told me that you just seemed like the nicest person. And I would absolutely agree. I'm sending your information to my fiance now. So that's just kind of one of those things where you just assess when someone's walking up to you. If they're just like a quiet person, don't just come at them with all the information. Just kind of check in with them, like where they're at, if they have a wedding date yet, and just kind of assess what they want to know. Don't just like start off talking about everything you offer and all that. So just my two cents. And these were absolutely sweet. And I know more things will come up that I'll want to change for next time. But if you'd like to further this conversation on bridal shows with me, I'd love for you to join me on the Cameras and Coffee VIP Facebook group. You can find that link to that Facebook group in the show notes. But until then, I will see you next time. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Cameras and Coffee podcast. Check out the show notes for this episode at karahanesphotography.com slash podcast. That's K-A-R-A-H-A-N-E-S photography.com slash podcast. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.